0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. And my name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: And we are coming to you with our continuation of our catching up with Grey's Anatomy, at least catching Cliff up with Grey's Anatomy because I am totally way behind the curve here. Admittedly, coming into this late in the game, but as Christina Yang would say, I'm in this for the long haul. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Stephanie's a little tired. We just finished watching yet another episode, episode number three of Grey's Anatomy.
1: I am starting to get pretty tired.
0: <laughs> are you going to be up for this, babe?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm quite uncomfortable. You got me all jammed up in a corner. I mirror. got you
0: nowhere. You, you pulled yourself up exactly how you are right now.
1: You said, hey, let's share a microphone. Yeah, not your best idea. So.
0: Wow, you are grumpy. You are a super crank this evening.
1: No, I'm not.
0: You totally are. I'm going to play this back for you, and you will find that that was the total crank coming out. Anyway, we just finished watching episode three of season one of Grey's Anatomy, titled, Winning a Battle, Losing the War. The original air date for this was April 10th, 2005, And this actually is the first one that was uh, directed by anybody other than Peter Horton. This was actually directed by Tony Goldwyn. And, of course, it again was written by Shonda Rhimes. And, Stephanie, do you want to read the little synopsis, the actually very short and brief synopsis given at Wikipedia?
1: Very brief. Um, When the annual bicycle messenger race takes place in Seattle... I don't need the cursor to follow. Um, The hospital emergency room fills with an assortment of injuries, causing the interns to compete for the most severe cases. Meanwhile, Derek and Burke compete for chief resident position, um, and while Derek continues to pursue Meredith romantically, a male patient flirts with George.
0: Okay, first of all, I don't know... Okay, who did this little uh, write-up for... This Wikipedia entry, because I can think of so much more in there. And I did not see a competition between Derek and Burke in this episode. Did you? I just finished watching it. I did not see that.
1: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, so you cannot cannot only... You can't always trust Wikipedia. So anyway, bicycle messenger race, we get that, okay. But let's talk about what Wikipedia here is not sharing in this episode. First of all, I want to say that there one of the the big elements or the themes that I picked up in this episode was was this whole homophobic idea. Yeah. And as I shared in a in the most recent previous um, catching up with season. One and two and three of Grey's Anatomy podcasting, I had shared that, you know, I, I have obviously have a history of being a, a Christian pastor. And so I want to share with you that, that, obviously, even within the Christian church, this has been a huge issue, uh, especially among some Christians. It, they, they have a really hard time expressing love or care for an individual that ha- is pursuing a homosexual lifestyle. And that has always been a, an issue that I have seen time and time again. In fact, I remember early on how harsh or critical I was of people who lived a life that was different than what I thought a life should be lived. And it took me a while to come to grips with the fact that even I still deal with quite a few inadequacies and weaknesses and struggles with my own you know, things that I consider to be sin. So I, I, I'm, I'm much more compassionate towards folks now that that have struggles with, or, or actually they wouldn't even call it a struggle, but who decide to live a lifestyle different than mine. I'll, I'll put it that way. Okay. And I thought this was an excellently written episode. Uh, typically, when I watch a, a television drama that writes in a gay character, um, it it's written in more of a statement to the other effect, such as, you know, it's it's written that you know you really need to accept us. You really need to, and you can just tell that the writers have an agenda mm-hmm. when they write that when they write a gay character into a television show, and they're trying to make a point or they're trying to to further a cause. And I did not get that from this episode with this, you know, with uh, the chief's friend. And so I, I just want to say I think that that this is an this is this is. An example of how you can tastefully write in a gay character and have that be a part of a plot or a theme within the show without it being offensive to anyone. And so I'm, I'm totally cool with that. And I bring that up because they're job. considering th- there has been some discussion and speculation that they might bring in a theme of having a gay character on Lost. Which I totally don't think that the, the storyline or the plot of Lost actually needs that yeah. as a theme. Uh, but I'm not totally 100% against it. I, I'm I'm indifferent to it. Right. And if they did it in such a way that it, I, I just, I don't know. I just think it was so tastefully done in this episode that that I just wanted to point that out. Okay. And 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 you know I, I it I really I really feel that you know that that it was a very touching moment at the end when when George places his hand on this man's hand and he the even pretty the joke. Ones always come back. The pretty ones always come back. That was good. So what did you like about this episode? Um, Anything that stands out to you?
1: I love when I love how it opens with Bailey on the corner saying, "I know there's something I'm forgetting today. Something is going on today and I just can't remember what it is." And then she's like, "Oh yeah." The, <laughs> the, bike, the race. bike race. The bike race. And what was it called? The Dead Babies... Dead, dead, yeah, something. something.
0: Anyway, um, Wikipedia doesn't have it. Of yeah, course, we yeah, could sign don't. up and become a user of Wikipedia and yeah. fix it, but, but yeah, I'm um, too lazy for that.
1: So I love the way that it opens. And um, uh, what else did
0: I... Izzy. Tell us about Izzy in this one. Izzy, was... it
1: you're, you're just really starting to... You're really starting to learn about a lot about Izzy, in that she is um, emotionally connected to all of her patients, um,
0: every single one,
1: every one of them.
0: But you know, and again, now that I'm watching season three, you know, that's been the Nazis uh, mm-hmm. Bailey's number one concern with Izzy right. is that she is just too darn emotionally tied. Well,
1: and and you'll see, you'll see as you catch up. You'll I've see heard Bailey you know, change
0: oh, okay. from
1: what you're seeing her as now in these first three episodes. Oh, yeah, I, I already to, see a massive difference right. there. And then after... You know that Bailey has a baby, right? Nope. Thanks okay. for sharing that, You're though. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> after she surprise, has, surprise, yes, surprise. Did. Yes, you did. Because when she's re... Bailey? Yes, no, I don't ba- remember. Bailey has a son because when she's re-intubating George's dad, she says, my son's named after his son. You did, too, know that.
0: I, You know what? I probably didn't pay attention to it I, because... I pointed it out to you then. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to you, sweetheart. Yeah. You are okay. still cranky.
1: I'm not cranky. I don't feel well. And and for anyone who can even bear to listen to this, I just... This this is my podcast, and I don't feel well, and we're doing it, and you're doing all the talking, and so I'm just kind of bummed about all of it put together. But anyway, we're doing it, and here we are, no matter how horrible I sound. Um, the the Viper, the... Um, Patient that, yes. that Meredith is so desperately trying to get to take um, what she wanted him to have a CT.
0: Mm-hmm, a CT and,
1: scan. Um, because she thought that his injuries were more serious. And you see where I'm telling you that Krev was very cocky. Oh, yeah. And that he's like, no, it's superficial. And he pops the spokes out and sends, sends the guy on his way. And he comes back the next day and
0: all oh, his belly
1: was bulging and disgusting and
0: coughing blood. Ca-
1: yeah. So um, Meredith seems to be right quite a bit, even though she second guesses herself a lot.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's amazing to me how how uh, how patient the doctors, the attending physicians and, and the, I, just how patient they are with these interns and some of the stupid mistakes that they make and, right. and stuff. And, and it, it's just wild. Anyway, um, was there anything else that we wanted to point out? The relationship between Derek and uh, Meredith is slowly taking off. Slowly taking and um
1: Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, so yeah. It, so, it is it's it's very
1: slow in coming in. I don't I I didn't remember that.
0: And of course I now know that Addison is Derek's wife. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Addison in this at all. Yeah, you won't see her for a while. So, uh, but I I suppose now now the thing is I sh- I guess we should warn people who are actually trying to catch up with Grey's Anatomy uh, that that what we're actually doing right now is I'm already privy <laughs> to a lot of what's happening in season three as I'm going through. This is for my benefit to catch up and 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 get ahead of the game or actually catch up with everybody else, um, but I'm doing so, and we're, we're podcasting this review of season one and season two in the uh, early part of season three in light of the fact that I already know what's going on in season three, so if you're if you are trying to catch up with Grey's Anatomy and you started from the beginning and thought this would be a great thing for you to listen to yeah. i apologize cuz there's going to be spoilers left and right i've, I've already tried this with Lost oh, I know. in the what, past right
1: i know what else i'm sorry to cut you off but this is when we first actually hear George say that you know Meredith's the girl that he can <gasps> yes never, this is the first time that he actually says that
0: okay well we'll get back to that in one second i just want to point out that that there's absolutely no way that Cliff and Stephanie are able to Withhold in co- casual conversation about these updates. So things that we already know th- of things we already know, and, and
1: Cliff has to deal with it too. Yeah. So
0: the 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 deal is is that if you're listening to this and you haven't watched any of season three and you're just now watching season one on DVD or something, uh, I apologize.
1: It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the bike race from from episode three. Is that there are no rules except for we won't gouge each other's eyes out. That's pretty much it. Right.
0: I didn't sign that contract.
1: Well, you should have. <laughs> I think you did, in blood, even. Okay.
0: So here's the situation. Um, yes. we it, it makes sense now that um, in season three, the episode uh, Walking on Water, is where they said we have to believe, right? Or no, that was actually dr- dr- drowning, drowning on, on dry, dry Land, land. Uh, where where Izzy says... We all, we all believe that you made a mistake when you married Callie. Right. Because you still love her. Right.
1: I mean, she didn't say because you still love but, her, but we all know that that's what she means.
0: Exactly. I, I think she Absolutely. alluded to that. I think she, she actually said something close to that. Okay. So, and that, because at least I came off with this, you know, okay. with that understanding yeah. is that, that what, what was there a relationship? And there never was a relationship, obviously, unless I'm. Unless I'm gonna see something coming up, but anyway, um, yeah. So it, that was excellent to see, you know that that he is struggling with his his like for his his right. interest right. in in Gray. And
1: now the fact that they're roommates makes it even more difficult.
0: Yeah, especially when McDreamy's, you know, pursuing. You know, he's in hot pursuit. And so, anyway, the song that the reference is for winning a battle, losing the war, uh, is a song by Kings of uh, Convenience. Yes. So, that's all we have for this, and we will be back in just a few moments for our review of No Man's Land, Episode 4 of Grey's Anatomy, Season 1. Okay, so we're back, and we have... Just completed episode number four, titled no man's, land. "No man's Land," and it was directed by Adam Davidson, written by James D. Parrot. Yeah, this
1: is the first episode that wasn't written by Shonda.
0: Wow. Yeah. So they they brought in, I guess it, this whole thing was Shonda Rhimes' idea.
1: Oh yeah, this is our creation, and there are a lot of things that you'll still see there, where. Um, Where maybe someone else wrote an episode, but it's complete. It was her, it was Shonda's idea. She's just like, um, you know, listening to the podcast a couple weeks ago, and they're like, you know, Shonda had a dream, and she came in the next day, and she says, okay, this is where we're going with this. And so, I mean, it it is her her
0: Creation. creation. So, did we notice anything? I mean, knowing, looking at the credits here, is there some? Is there anything that the way that this was written, as far as the wording goes, that kind of has like a different style than than what we've seen in the previous three episodes? I didn't think so. I, I I don't think so either. No, I
1: thought that it was very true to what Grey's Anatomy is.
0: Yeah, but I was thinking about line delivery. I I assume that the writers write the lines. I think
1: that they. I see. I think that. Um, they're all so in tune with who they want these characters to be and who these characters are becoming that they um that it just it just flows
0: i i think so and i and i guess that the actors have a lot of you know making their whatever lines they've been getting right. internalizing those and well, you
1: know what the one thing that i love about um about Grays is that the actors do not see the script until they come in for the read the first day. I mean, they don't have it. They come in for a read and that's the first time they've seen that particular script. So, um, So, it's kind of like what you're getting is raw almost.
0: Right. Now, let's go ahead and read what Wikipedia has. because, and Which, again,
1: is not very much.
0: Exactly. And and I took notes this time, so mm-hmm. so we're going to have a little bit more to discuss. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and just read the one sentence, that this okay. sweet it, it's Wikipedia. It's a run-on
1: sentence, too. Um, Christina's encounter with a former nurse, um, now a patient at Seattle Grace, changes her forever. Um, Derek and Meredith treat a construction worker who has miraculously survived an injury, but is now faced with... Tough decisions about his future. And a patient recognizes Izzy from a lingerie ad, which makes her the subject of hospital gossip.
0: Okay, so here's my thinking. This Wikipedia article, whoever's putting whatever little effort that they have into to keeping this up to date, right. All they did was do the ABC synopsis. I I, I have to I have to think that that's probably the synopsis that ABC gave prior to running the episode. Probably. So that that's just linked Because I mean, if I was doing this afterwards, I would have mentioned seven nails in the guy's cranium. Mm. I mean, <laughs> hello.
1: Really, that was pretty cool. So, um,
0: Cliff took notes this time. I did. Yeah. I like to take notes when I'm, I know you do. If I'm going to talk about something, I want to, I, I want to know a little bit what I'm talking about. I just soak it all in. Well, we have we have I guess the title or the credits are give, going to give us, uh, Kate Burton as a guest star as Dr. Ellis Gray.
1: Kate does an awesome job of playing this character, and um, which obviously in the first in in these first two episodes that we've seen her in you know she's not there very much but you know in upcoming episodes you're just going to see her her magnificence as a, um as an, a, as an actor and especially in the episode we just saw where she had her lucid day mm-hmm. you know it was just she's truly amazing
0: yes it is and and the thing is is that um i was also Impressed with the other ga- guest star, which uh, her name was, uh, let's see, yeah. Anna Maria Horsford, yeah. and she played when Nurse Fallon. Nurse Fallon, and yeah. um, I was really impressed yeah. with the job that she did. I mean, I I really liked how, you know, they they brought her in, and Christina got there at four o'clock, right? You know, and she's like, "I'm so gonna work this one," right? And well, was, you
1: know, um, the same thing, you know, happened in in the last episode, Christina gets these cases all the time where she always thinks that she's going and she's getting the best case she's doing, you know, trying to be the best, and then she gets, you know, the patient who's dying.
0: And Gray always gets yeah. Yeah, Meredith gets everything.
1: Up. Um I think what I really felt um Hold in up. this Okay.
0: No, go ahead. Just say that because I know that you'll lose track and, okay. and you won't remember what you're going to say.
1: Well, yeah, I will. It was a major theme that I caught in this episode that I haven't caught in the other three.
0: Okay, well, then I'll give you a second to cough <laughs> while I say that I just thought it was great. <laughs> when Nurse Fallon says, listen, Gray's got the human two by four and you got the, the girl in here that needs an enema. Yeah,
1: I love the that. The human two by four. Which, that. by
0: the way, seven nails in the head. I am so Sorry. I, I, that, okay. I can understand seven nails in the head. I do not understand a nail gun going off, shooting seven nails in your head.
1: Because there's a safety on it. There's so much safety stuff involved in that. I just watched um, a CSA Miami Uh where um, someone was shot with a nail gun and um, their first, their first, um, um, Prediction was that it was suicide, but there was no way that the person could hold the safety and shoot themselves at the same time. So the fact that he would fall downstairs, back to Gray's, the fact that this actor or this character could fall down the steps and shoot himself in the head seven times with a nail gun is just. It's a little stretch. It's stretching it, stra- for us. right? Yeah, and that's. Because th- of the safety. I mean, if it weren't for the safety feature you know
0: even with the safety I'm, feature i just don't see it shooting then, seven nails and, and directly you think into of, your head right
1: and if you think about falling down the steps how come the head is the only place that he has nails
0: yeah it, it just seems a little odd so that but, was questionable but, but, it, but. but that was the writing and they decided to put it that way and and so be it i mean we're we're not going to pick this apart like we do lost and right. say yeah but, but i mean it obviously gave them a story to go on and uh, I am not a fan of the thing is, is I'm just not a fan of far fetched stuff. I mean right. yeah I mean there's so much real stuff that that could happen. I mean you you could even do the seven nails in the head. I'm cool with that. But don't tell me it was an accident where you know it's maybe a coworker got angry and <laughs> just nailed <laughs> him in the head a couple times. Okay. Something like that, but uh f- first of all we forgot to mention that the original air date was back in uh, on April 17th. 2005. Right.
1: This was the night before I had McKenna. (laughs) I remember watching this show.
0: You watched this the night before McKenna was born? I did. That is wild, isn't it? Does that bring back memories? No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Being miserable. (laughs) Before we go further in discussion here, uh, the the reference, the title, No Man's Land, uh, it refers to a song by Souls of Mischief and Billy Joel. And it also refers to Radiohead's I Will, which was also subtitled uh, No Man's Land. And it is also the title of a 2001 film of the same name. Uh, there were some goofs in this one, it says here in Wikipedia. When Izzy confronts the patient who is about to have his prostate removed over the photo spread at Bethany Whisper, her hair changes from being combed to the right when she enters the room to being combed to the left when she asks him, that's what you that's what the hell your problem. And then what? Oh, then what the hell's your problem? Right. Okay. So anyway, I, how do people pick that out? I don't know. You know, I, seriously, who who catches that stuff? And and then comes and posts that at the Wikipedia yeah. article that doesn't all, mention yeah. <laughs> seven nails in somebody's head. I mean, hello.
1: Uh, apparent,
0: so. Anyway, what was the major thing that you wanted to bring up? So You said just, you were going to forget it.
1: I didn't forget it. I really felt like in this episode they were pushing Burke and Christina together more so than in the first three. I like, did catch that. Like we should have seen that relationship coming.
0: Yeah, it, no. at least it, in this episode, you know, matter of fact, I was almost waiting for the kiss. Knowing right. knowing that they end up together, I was waiting for their first kiss Right there, when he's like, "Let it go," you know, you got to let her go, Uh, which brings me to a point down is that Mm -hmm. up until this point, Christina has been an emotionless, uh, emotionless uh, drone robot. I mean, she has absolutely she, you know, dodges the hugs. She's she's like, you know, I I you know I I would you know now I'm starting to understand just barely at this point. Why you guys thought it was such a huge deal when she like shed a tear when Meredith comes out as as uh McSmurphy <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that right
1: because she has been i mean um you'll you'll see coming up um where Christina goes through something. In her own life, and she doesn't want to deal with the emotions, and she begs for them to sedate her. It's rather funny, <laughs> it really is, but she is so she is so disconnected, not only to the people around her, but also to herself.
0: But she lets herself. And
1: she lets herself down, or she lets her guard down, with um, Nurse Fallon. With Nurse Fallon, and whether intentional or not, and uh, and she really has a hard time dealing with the the DNR, and and then ultimately letting her go
0: now um, nurse Fallon obviously brings out you know the fact that she knows Ellis very well when she talks with right. Gray and,
1: and she knows automatically that that Meredith is lying you
0: know oh yeah she did she's even, lying, before,
1: yeah. even before even before she comes back in and, and tells her
0: yeah we had um, mentioned that we had yeah. noted that and then uh, when when she goes and talks to her mom You know, obviously she's sewing there. And she's
1: trying to get her to remember her, you know, as as her daughter. And she's trying to get her to remember the family. And then she brings up Nurse Fallon and suddenly you see Ellis come alive. And she's like, oh, I remember her. How is she? And, you know, she was great or whatever. And um, I think that really affects Meredith because she doesn't have that relationship with her mom that...
0: She right. longs for. Now, one of the things that I think is neat about the show is, go ahead. I
1: was gonna also say about how important it was for Meredith to be able to share that um, bit of information with, with Nurse Fallon because she hasn't she been able to talk to anybody about. it. Everybody thinks their mom's on this, you know, great, you know, UN mission to save lives or
0: something, and right, yeah, you know, so. Well, it, and that brings me to the point where you know one of the I guess long-standing themes because it's, it's obviously with her lucid day in season three, um, the the fact that Ellis Gray is, is dealing with Alzheimer's and how Gray is de- dealing that with that uh, caring for her mother in, in 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 entering into this debilitating disease. Um, that I tell you, I think that that is a theme that a lot of people can relate to in, in our yeah. culture, and and it's really odd because you know, unfortunately, I'm starting to think about these things, you know, and 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 what are the responsibilities of a child to take care of of a parent as our 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 parents are getting older, and and uh, my real father is obviously having some major medical issues with diabetes now, and. And uh, just it, it's just really scary to 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 do that to think about that and to see that on television. One of the things that I, I'm sitting here watching episode after episode, cancer, tumor, this that. I wonder if you know. For me, I'm surrounded by this stuff in real life with people who call because you know I, I get a phone call saying I need to. Uh, find out if my husband's life insurance was still in force because he just passed away. Or, you right. know, my wife and I were on our way back from uh, vacation. We just spent, you know, three of the best weeks of our lives together. And uh, we were driving up. We had just crossed into the Kentucky line and she quit breathing on me in the car. I mean, I, I, I mean, this isn't television. This is right. stuff I hear right after it happens as an insurance agent. And I will tell you, that it totally screws with my head. I mean, it it it. Some, there are some times where it will launch me into a depressed state, and 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 Stephanie will tell you that. Yeah. And and I just like, man, how do you deal with this? And I wonder how just watching this show over and over again, it's it's constantly bringing these things, but at the same time, is it maybe bringing it in as a, as a as is this, this is a real part of life? This is. You know, maybe helpful in a way. And, and one of the, oh man, I love, you know, that they have um, Meredith kind of narrate what's going on. Right. You know, where she does the voiceover. She says, I wish there was a rule book for intimacy, you know, and to tell us where, when we've crossed the line. Because obviously, um, you have an issue with um, Izzy. Who is overly intimately involved with every patient? Right. You've got Christina Yang that is just she could care less if she's waking somebody up when she enters the room, uh, and then you have Gray who's kind of balanced. You know, she she's able to balance that a little bit more. But but really, we all struggle with that, and that is something that that is. You know, every bit of us, every single person out there, we all struggle with what is appropriate as far as our relationship with other people. How much should we be involved? How much should we care? How many boundaries should we set up? What lines should we not cross? Right. And so I think that that's a brilliant thing. Uh, and then of course, I wanna talk about um, the guy that had prostate cancer. Mm. Wow, I did not see it coming. I, I, I'm sitting here thinking you, didn't you know see what coming I, the whole emasculation theme okay um I, you know I, I I was I even wrote a note it's like George is uh, dealing with the issue of living with women walking around in their underwear and and them asking him to go to the store to get tampons for them.
1: well I mean I, see and he he as a roommate he needs to do his part but as women they need to respect his manhood
0: well that's exactly the so, point yeah.
1: right well I know I'm agreeing with you exactly so there there needs to be what what does she say there needs there needs to be a rule book there needs to be lines for int- intimacy
0: and and isn't that you know? what George says in the book like we need some rules you know you need <laughs> you need to put some you need right. to.
1: and uh, and and I love how Alex is so um he's like So they walk around in their underwear and they let you look at them (laughs) and you're like and you're complaining, you know, (laughs) he's just like, I don't see a problem with you having a problem with this.
0: Well, and and, but he even points out it's like so it's like you're all All sisters, right? And then that's a problem for George because he's
1: totally in love with Meredith.
0: Well, no, it's a it's a problem for George. And I'm going to come to you with this from the man's angle. Uh, It's a problem for any man to be thought of as less than a man. And it, it, well, I don't the think issue isn't see, so much that he has a thing thinking, for, for, for Meredith.
1: But I don't think they were thinking of him as less as a man. I don't think they were thinking of him as just one of the girls. No, no, I no, think no, the, no, no,
0: no. George and other people, because of his situation, okay. George was thinking of himself as less of a man. Well, that's that they George's would, problem. It is George's problem, but he, they added to it by asking him to go get the tampons. Right. He's like, listen, what? I am not getting your tampons, and I'm glad he didn't doggone it. You know. Right. I don't think he should have had to. Now, would I go to the store and get you some tampons? Yes, I would. You know, but but I don't ask you to. Y- you don't. And but the thing is, I would. It's not a big issue for me. But but the fact is, is that as a as a as a guy just being in a roommate situation with this with these two girls. That's just something it, you gotta. It's like listen, you know. There, there's a point I won't go to, right? You know, and um, and how they brought it into. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead.
1: No, um, go ahead because it'll be
0: okay. How they brought that into the story with the patient that was a little bit upset with um Izzy, you know, the whole how they and what I said is I didn't see them bringing that into. Um, you know, he was obviously going to be emasculated, meaning that he was going to lose right. what he felt made him a man. The fa- you know, the, the fact that he would no longer be able to have an erection and the doctor that just,
1: I know. And the doctor was a man and he had no regard for that at that, all.
0: They, they, they called Not, him what they call him the limp doctor or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't I forget. I don't remember. That's the one note I didn't write down. Yeah. So, but anyway, that that just made me angry, yeah. you know. And and I I liked how they they came in and I did, too. did that? I
1: did too. And how that was the first time that you see Bailey stick up for her interns. Yes, so, that was cool. Um, was this the episode where in the very beginning, um, George asked Meredith about. Anyway, he was talking about, um, she says, well, do you like Izzy? Is that why you have a problem with it? Do you like Izzy? Oh, yeah. And he goes, no, I don't like Izzy. And she's, so she's not like, the And she's like, well, there is someone. And he, you know, Meredith is really clueless to the fact that. She's totally clueless. George digs her.
0: Yes. And, of course, we saw something in the very last closing scene. And that was.
1: Oh, Meredith and Derek having breakfast.
0: Yes. And it wasn't cold pizza. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't... It's the
1: start of something new.
0: Start of something new. In fact, what's the title of the next episode we're going to see?
1: Shake Your Groove Thing.
0: Shake Your Groove Thing. All right. Uh, We'll get to that one in our next podcast. Uh, We're going to wrap up this one. We've discussed two episodes in each one. And I've actually kept to the... 15 minutes per episode, kinda kinda wow, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself there
1: give or take a few
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a production uh, this is the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast and you can find us on the web oh, first of all, this is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network my name again has been Cliff Ravenscraft and this is my lovely wife Stephanie Ravenscraft, also Thank known you. as Horsey <laughs> she has that's a wh- not funny I'm sorry, I apologize I'll bleep that out
1: You don't have to
0: bleep it out. It just wasn't funny. Okay. I I apologize. Will you forgive me? Yeah. I need a rule book for intimacy or something. (laughs) Don't call your wife Horsey before you're getting ready to go to bed with her.
1: Yeah. Probably not such a good good.
0: Maybe that's a line I crossed. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, You can find us on the web at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Stephanie and uh, Kim actually record a live show. You know, I, I announced that in the last episode. Right. But we're putting these on during the hiatus.
1: Yeah, so we won't have a live
0: show. We, well, we will have a live show. This is going to go on during the six-week hiatus in between well, some saying. of the episodes. i Dur- During
1: the hiatus, we won't have a live show.
0: Probably not. So I guess what we could say is that we could go ahead and announce that on Thursday evenings... At 10.15 p.m. All right. Immediately following any new episode, new episode of Grey's Anatomy, there will be a live show. And if you want to learn how to participate, go to GenerallySpeakingPodcast.com and click on the uh, GSPN live show link. And also want to mention that we are listener supported, 100% listener supported. Okay, 90% (laughs) listener-supported, 10% you might have heard a little GoDaddy or some other 10-second ad in the front of the show, but 90% is listener-supported. The Generally Speaking Podcast Network has been in existence for more than a year. We've released over 150 episodes, most of those due to Lost, and uh, Our Crazy Life, our daily show we got seven podcasts. You can come check us out. If you want to become a GSPN monthly supporter, you can do that for as low as $3 a month. It uh, comes out to like, I don't know, 25 cents an episode or something. But it's completely free for you to subscribe and download this episode. Uh, we're just glad that you've joined us. God bless you. We'll be back next week.